Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Today, Faith at Eight, Daughters of Grace, the Mothers of Moses. The Mothers of Moses. I um, I really, I think what I love about this story is it's so... When you, when you look in hindsight on things, it's so, is a testimony of so many other people have, like Mm -hmm. you're, you're told that you have to murder your, that all your child is going to be murdered. So you put this child after three months in the river and the princess just so happens. It's all, it's all a coincidence, guys, nothing. It's all divine. It's all God's divine hand. Mm -hmm. The princess finds this baby and then hires you and pays you to take care of your own kid. And there's so many times in life when we look in hindsight and we're like, wow, that was God's divine hand. And I think this is such a great example of God's divine hand and how he does have his hand on all of it and will make things happen in a specific way to to change the events of time and to make them happen in a way that he wants them to. Even when it makes no sense. None. I can't imagine being Moses' mother and sitting there going, my only option is to put you in this basket mm-hmm. and send you down the river. And I don't, at that moment, she probably like didn't know why, but just mm-hmm. knew this was the only thing that she had to do. You know, I mean, I think about my boys mm-hmm. and in that situation, like at three months, could I put them in a basket and send them down the river knowing like that was their only chance to survive? Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what I love about Daughters of Grace is being able to step into those situations Mm -hmm. and say, could I do? What would that look like? How would that feel? And then, you know, going on to see that the uh, Pharaoh's daughter is the one that gets the basket, gets the baby, and Pharaoh doesn't say kill the baby. Yes. The Pharaoh says, okay, daughter, because you have this baby, you want to take care of it, I'm going to let you. Which to me, like... But you just said you need all of the Hebrew males to be killed, but this one you're going to make an exception for. Yeah. Like, if you're not thinking God and this is the divine plan, like, you got to step back and be like, hang on a second. Yeah. Why wouldn't he have taken that one out too? You know, was it a love of his daughter? Was it, you know, what, all these things that could have been going through his mind, but at the end of the day, it was God that had this plan. Yes. And I really love the words they used here precious gift from God. Children are a precious gift from God because our society no longer looks at children that way. Um, and, and we could get into like real in-depth stuff, but even the, the, um, the culture of, I have to drink to get through parenting. Like, Oh, I I need a glass of wine at the end of the day because that's the only thing how I survive parenting or, Oh, in the, in the outside the homeschool, oh, I could never homeschool my kids. And guys, I was someone that said it. Like, I could never homeschool my kids. I don't know if I like them enough to spend all day. Like, I need to miss them. And and that is just so untrue. Mm-hmm. Um, children are a blessing. It tells us in the Bible, my children are a blessing from God. And there are a lot of women out there that wish they had them and don't. And, um, and, and yet we as mothers have now, there's this whole culture of motherhood of that, motherhood isn't enough and you need to be all these other things so you can't just be a mom or it is just being a mom um you also have in the culture of you do need to like do all these other things to survive it of oh no it's me first and then my children Mm -hmm. 
And yes, we need to be good stewards of ourselves, but it also tells in the spot in the Bible that we need to deprive ourselves. And so, you know, the self-control of what motherhood is and 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 caring for someone above yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but when you nurse a child, it is not good. It doesn't feel good. It hurts when you first start. It your your breasts are not where they are meant to be anymore. The girls start visiting your belly button instead of your neck. Like like all these things happen, but you you sacrifice all of that mm-hmm. for the blessing that God has has given you and and yet mo- culture is telling us that it, it motherhood is a burden yes it is I, not a blessing and i think that it's easy to fall into that because they glamorize it yeah they make it look good oh go out with your girls and you know have this fun and and here's where you relax but not understanding where should we be finding that comfort in God and in yes. God's plan and understanding that our children are here, you know, they, they are the teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Like they teach us so much. We're yes. supposed to have a childlike faith, but if we're not around our children, how can we understand what that's like? Oh, yes. So if you're taking your children out of your situation, you no longer can learn from them what God yes. has designed them for. And you are supposed to be guides on their journey, right? You're supposed to mm-hmm. instill things. And it's, it's, when we look to social media or we look to these other vices, we look to that for that security or that comfort or to fill those empty spaces because we're exhausted. We are tired. So we're mm-hmm. looking for that quick, oh, but this will feel good in the mm-hmm. moment. We're missing what's going to make this feel good long term. And that is mm-hmm. going to God. And motherhood is life of the mundane. It mm-hmm. Guess what? When you're done washing their clothes, you have to wash their clothes again. Mm-hmm. The second you brush their hair, it is naughty and you have to do it again. Mm-hmm. They have to get baths every single day and they can't do it themselves. You have to help them. They want chicken nuggets every single day and you have to have the conversation about how chicken nuggets is not does not a meal make. And and the doing, it's repetitive. It is mundane being a parent. And you even hear, I hear a lot in we're millennials, but this next generation I hear, oh, well, I'm not going to change anything about my life once I have kids. Like, I'll just have my mom, my parents watch them, and I am not going to give up any part of my life. And I think it's interesting that people see it as giving something up instead of gaining something. I changed when I became a mom. Mm -hmm. I changed. There were things that I gave up, but it was for a greater blessing. Mm -hmm. My children are a greater blessing than my 20s when I had time freedom, like mm-hmm. children take away my time freedom. But what I gain by giving them my time instead of necessarily doing some things that I prefer to do is a greater blessing than going and getting a pedicure. Like mm-hmm. the pedicure fades and I got to go get another one. But the time with my children and, and oftentimes even doing things, playing board games, things that are mundane. And it's not just about um, a priest no i don't think he's a priest i just need his catholic he talked about like we talk about quality time over quantity time and he's mm-hmm. like and we discount quantity time mm-hmm. just being in the presence of your children every day is a blessing and and those oftentimes are the memories i remember my pop-up he's been in um he passed away many many years ago but i remember this one time there's a really bad my mom was somewhere that's grandmother if you're not from the northeast um she was somewhere and it was with my pop-up grandfather for Northeasterners. Um, and we were watching this movie and I, I can't remember the movie off the top of my head right now, but it was about like a, a uh, it wasn't the Titanic, but it was about a boat sinking. And I will tell you that one day we spent together all day and it's storming outside and we're watching this ship sink because of a storm and it felt very real. Um, I remember that 
on and on and on again. And it was something, it wasn't quality. It wasn't like we were doing something amazing adventure, but it is the quantity that we remember. It is the, the mundane. It is the day in and day out that we remember. There are things about my parents. I remember, I remember the first time my parents bought a house and it was a fixer upper. And I remember that my dad and I went to Home Depot 1 million times. I don't remember what we got at Home Depot, but I just remember going over and over and over again with him and spending that time with him. But the world tells us that that time should be spent on ourselves and not on our children and not in our husbands and not on God. Well, and that's what does God want from his children mm-hmm. to spend time with him. Yes. And the, the more you spend time, the more you want to sit. And you're right. The world shows us so much of, hey, look at me. This is what I need. Mm-hmm. And yes, you need to be a good steward of your body and of your time. And you need to take care of yourself so that you can show up. But yes. when you're getting so lost in that self-care buzzword, yes. you lose sight of what you're actually doing. You know, and, and that's when you get into that area of looking at other things instead of looking to the word to fulfill yourself as a person, as a mother, as a wife, as all of those things where we find the answers in scripture, but so often we're looking to the world because that's quick. You know what? That glass of wine is going to make me feel really good. Whereas sitting in the Bible, I may have some reflections where I'm not going to feel so good, but what the next day is going to make me um, take that path to Mm -hmm. actually being better, a better model for uh, my children. Mm -hmm. And that refinement is painful. Oh, yes. Ref- you know, the refinery process is very mm-hmm. painful. It is not an easy process. And um, I recently said, I said it on a story, but like a, a influencer who, who states themselves, calls themselves a Christian influencer. And I'm not stating they are or not a Christian, but this is the words they use. And posted the whole thing like, I don't know who needs to hear this, but you are worthy or you are enough. You are enough. And so what we do is we go, oh, well, I'm supposed to feel like enough, but I don't feel like there's I'm enough. So I need to know, go and search for these worldly things that make me feel like I'm enough because I don't feel like I'm enough. But we aren't enough. We were never meant to be enough because if we were meant to be enough, we wouldn't need God. Mm-hmm. And and we the reason why we are not whole, the reason why we're missing a piece is so that we can use the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us to feel complete. Um, and, and, but the world tells us so the opposite of that. And, and so we're constantly, we're looking in all these identities of the world to try to feel complete and we can't find it because we're not looking to God who actually completes us. Like we're, we're not all going to have a Jerry Maguire is not a real thing. Like you complete me. There's not one person out there there to complete your spouse is not going to complete you. God does. Your creator does. Like you want to look at. Why do people feel so lost? Why do people do things that they do that don't quite make sense to Mm -hmm. us? And you step back and you say, you know, they're probably not spending time with God to Mm -hmm. understand that that can fill that void, that can fill that emptiness. You know, I look at my own life and different periods of time where I went to those other things trying to fill that space, but that would never fill that space. It is only filled by God. It is only filled by um, understanding the Holy Spirit is within me. And like, it's just so powerful when you have that moment, because then when you have, you know, those cravings or that Mm -hmm. longing to say, I want to go elsewhere, you go, but do I really? Yeah. Maybe because of a past experience, I I want to, but I don't need to anymore. And then we start realizing that he's there at every turn working um, his perfect plan. Like he's always course correcting us and changing us. 
But um, we just as a society, as a world, have really lost sight of him. And we're so focused mm-hmm. on the world. And it's how can we focus back on him? How yeah. can we how can we catch ourselves when we're feeling those feelings and instead turn to those vices, to those easy things that, that feel good in the moment? How do we turn back to him? Mm-hmm. And this is where it helps to understand scripture yes. or have that moment um, and even have wise counsel, right? Select that, that Christian circle, that powerful circle to say, you know, let me come and say, I don't feel good right now. And have friends that instead of saying, well, let's go out and get loaded, they say... How can we pray for you? What do you need? What space do you need? Have you found scripture? Can we help you? How can we serve you? And, you know, sometimes you'll find yourself in the wrong circles that are supporting the wrong things. And you have to stand up and say, wait a minute, is this serving what I actually Mm -hmm. need? And as a Christian woman, am I around the right people that are going to keep me on the path of actually, uh, gaining momentum and understanding Mm -hmm. in a relationship with God, or are they going to keep holding me back? Yes. It, it, in, it says in the Bible, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And, and I noticed that women that constantly complain about, and I'm not saying I never have comments about my children, because yes, they, there are days where they drive me a little crazy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, like, what am I supposed to do with these two little girls that are just, today someone goes, I really thought like little boys only acted like that. I'm like, no, you've never met my daughters. They act that way too. They were dragging each other across the floor at church. Um, and, and so, um, but I really am very protective of my circle and I don't want to be around moms that are constantly complaining about their kids Mm -hmm. because then I'm constantly complaining about my kids. I don't want to be around wives that are constantly putting their down their husbands Mm -hmm. because then I'm putting down my husband. Now, does my husband sometimes drive me crazy? Do I sometimes disagree? Do I sometimes have a hard time with what he's doing, what I'm doing? Um, Yes. Like that no marriage is perfect, Mm -hmm. but I have to step up. And I have to honor my husband through that. And I have to honor God with my marriage through that. I have to step up and um, love my children through that and honor God through my parenting mm-hmm. and, and and do the right thing. Do what God's asked us to do. And it's a lot easier to do that when you have other women around you also modeling that, also trying to do the right thing, trying to step up and, and um, fulfill God's plan for their life and walk out um, a Christian worldview. Yep. And it, it, it's interesting because you you say, oh, you know, I want to be around people that don't talk um, negatively about husbands or children or all of that. You need a safe space that yes. when you say and you say, listen, I'm having this problem mm-hmm. being a mother, you know, with my children, with my husband, that that counsel that is around you knows the knows to go to scripture yes. that isn't going to say, well, you know what, maybe you should just get a divorce. Like that yes. first thing of, well, you know, that one out of two, like probably not going to work anyway. So you might as well just call it quits. Or do you have the people that come in and say, all right, I know that this is tough. I know this is hard. Where are you thinking right now? And how can we support you from a biblical perspective from that of a Christian? Because we know what biblical marriage is. And so just because you're annoyed or aggravated, that's not the end. Mm -hmm. What is it that we can talk about? And so making sure that you're around people that will give that type of advice and that direction is really important. And, and to be honest, that is a rarity. Um, yes. not try, trying not to give away too much information to... One second. Bless you. God bless you. Excuse me. Um, to, to give this other couple privacy um, and, and respect their privacy, 
but my husband and I have friends that they're going through a tough season in their marriage and one of the spouses spoke to one of us and talked about like all the the struggles they're going through and the advice that was returned of well here's something like well but how are you helping your spouse like how mm -hmm. are you serving them because the, the the one spouse was oh, well this is what's happening to me and and the other spouse is going through a struggle right now okay well how, and the the spouse said you're the first person that hasn't said I should leave my spouse and, and so it, it's wise counsel and, and wisdom is not just like running rampant out there in the world, just so you know. So it is being very selective in who you're having those conversations with, um, because if not, you'll take the wrong step. You will not do the right thing. You'll do the wrong thing. Because you'll hear and you'll say, oh, well, this maybe that's what I should do. Mm -hmm. I've now heard it from seven people. So maybe this is the direction I should go mm -hmm. instead of understanding like, well, hang on a second. Yeah, there, there can be a different way. And you're right. It's not common to find those people. But the thing is, they are out there. And so you may have to go through people and you may have to go through different situations to understand, okay, what advice are they giving me when I come to them with a yes. struggle? And then you say, was this good advice? Was this Christian advice? Was this sound advice? Or was this not? Right. If not, I'm not going to bring to them my struggles. I'm yes. going to ask somebody else and say, okay, let me run them through the same thing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And in know that yes it's hard but it's not impossible right like it's a challenge but it's not impossible and if you seek you will find like ask god to bring those people into your life and what kind of advice do you give yes Ooh, yes. reflection moment like are you giving christian advice? i prefer not to have a reflection moment. no i'm just kidding <laughs> but are you giving christian advice yeah is that an area that you can work on or if you see somebody struggling and right away you're like boom this is exactly what you should do but you're like Hang on a second. I don't really know if that is, if that is Christian. Right. And, and knowing that when, when you, when you're in those situations, when you're given the information, when someone's coming to you, you know, you have the opportunity to, to allow God to use you for his glory. Yes. Like we talk about that a lot. Like God uses all things for his glory and, and you're good, but only if you allow him, mm -hmm. only if you become obedient to what he says, only if you let the words flowing through your mouth be words that are from the Bible, not necessarily mean you're quoting the Bible, mm -hmm. but be words that, that resemble the Bible and that are influenced by the word instead of influenced by the world. And one of the powerful prayers that I will pray is use me, guide mm -hmm. me, give me the words that somebody else needs to hear and taking that focus off of this is me helping mm -hmm. them and understanding God is using me to deliver a message. This yes. has nothing to do with my yes. work. This has everything to do with his plan and making sure that I'm honest with where that is coming from. Yeah. It, it, we recently had a conversation. So I've been going through it in a season in my life where I felt very invisible and I've really felt like I'm the um, co-star of my own life. Like I'm not the leading actress. I am the, I'm the, the chubby best friend and um, really struggling with that. And as I was working through that, I was really going to God and he basically told me, I'm making you feel that way because I'm supposed to be the lead in your life. Like I'm supposed to be the main actor. You are, you are the supporting actor. You are the person supporting this, but you are not the lead. And in so often in life, we're so, we're so focused on how can I get the attention? Like I want the, mm -hmm. like, look what I did. Pat on my back. I am such a good Christian, best Christian ever. Look what, I, oh, we did this. We did this. It's like the people that you talk to and they tell you how much they tithe and you're like, 
why are you telling me that? Like, mm -hmm. it literally tells in the Bible not to tell people that. Um, but, but it's like they need that constant recognition, but we're not supposed to look for recognition right. from the world. Before I read the Bible, I always am praying, God, let whatever I read not boast my pride, but humble me about your magnificence. Let me use it to serve you so that I can bring other people to you. And that's the, we should pray before we read the word. Mm -hmm. And we should be praying those types of prayers. Because if not, we will take what we read and we will look for how it benefits us yes. instead of how we learn about him. Yes. And, you know, looking at the mothers of Moses and, and writing this up, thinking about, you know, there truly were two women that were raising Moses and mm -hmm. the, the focus wasn't on them. They were mm -hmm. just doing as God had guided them. And it was God's work, his plan in play. Yes. And, you know, stepping back, you look at it and, and you can see these parts of, of the story, right? Yes. And, and the co-stars and all of that, but seeing that the main person is always God and his Absolutely. plan. Absolutely. It's good. I like that. Let's close it out. Okay. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you do, Lord. We're so grateful to, to you. We're so grateful that at every turn you are working um, our lives and you're working to make for your perfect plan, Lord. Um, please use us just as you used the mothers of Moses um, to step up and do the right thing so that we can, even though we don't understand the outcome, even though we don't understand what will come next, we can be used for your glory. Um, allow us to see our children and our spouses as precious gifts, as our perfect provision from you, especially in a climate and in a world where society tells us that they are nothing more than burdens. Um, allow us to deny ourselves to be good steward of ourselves, but to deny ourselves all our fleshly desires and to lay them at your feet and to just focus on you and what you have for us and the plan that you have for us, because we know it is perfect. We know that when we do that, we are, we are expanding the kingdom and we are making heaven crowded. Thank you for all that you do, but most importantly, thank you for your one and only son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for us, even though we didn't deserve it then and we don't deserve it now. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.